on this questionable episode of Down Under Colorado. What is Microsoft afraid of this week? New York Times hacked? Ty Carter earned a medal? And more on this episode of Down Under Colorado. Down Under Colorado, it's scrumdiddly umptious. I'm Dale from the beautiful Australia, and um, joining me as always is Zay from Colorado. Zay, welcome. Hi, hi. And also joining us is Doug, not from Alaska, but from Atlanta, Georgia. How's it going? Good, good, good. So, Doug's in Atlanta. Yep. He's, he's, he's made it there alive. Sort of. The, actually, in what might be A, a first, and B, a sign of the, the apocalypse. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Both flights started to board early, left early, and arrived early. What? That doesn't even happen here. And liar. Liar. Lies. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. And only a tiny little bit of turbulence on the first flight. Like enough to say, oh, the, sh- the plane's getting shaken. Tibbs. Lies. Like it was the most un... Uh-oh. Except for the missionary thing, but I'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's going to be a whole bunch of fun, that one. So, starting uh, this off... Was a, this was an interesting one. It was an interesting one? That's all I'll say right now. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting. So, starting with the, the traditional down under Colorado spirit, how's the weather in Atlanta, Georgia? Uh, actually... Perfect. What? Like, but, the, but perfect doesn't even exist. Like, that's not even a thing that exists. <laughs> it's, it's currently it's 84 degrees. Um, I think I got up to like 87 or so today. Um, sunny, you know, no cloud cover. It's not hazy. Um, there's just enough of a breeze, you know, to keep the heat from building up. Mm. I mean, I've, I spent four or five hours outside today. What? Well, yeah. I had a breeze going out here because, holy crap. Yeah. 85 and, uh, degrees, no wind whatsoever. And the weather forecast for the weekend is pretty much the same. It's highs... Between 88 and 90. Um, slight chance of rain on the weekend, but, you know, it's a 30% chance, so nothing, you know, enough to kind of cool things down, but not enough to crimp it, you know, put a crimp in anybody's plans. Um, I'm sorry, the birds are having a party over in the park, and there's not a damn thing I can do about it. So I've closed, oh, I've got... I've closed all my windows, and they're still making a shit ton of noise. You should, you should, you should see the birds that are right outside my hotel window. You know, they have names like Delta and Southwest and 
United and JetBlue. I am the hotel I'm in right now is uh, right by the airport. I was going to say, are you at the airport at the moment? <laughs> because yeah. right by the, I'm not at the airport, but I am looking out the window right now and I see the runways. Yeah. And I see, I see three, four, seven points. Wait, isn't it noisy then? Like, isn't it like hell on wheels if a plane lands? Like, isn't that like noisy for you? How do you sleep? If they took off directly overhead. Well. I slept fine once I went to bed last night. The problem was, um, even though I wound up staying up all night because I can't sleep on planes, I couldn't go to sleep early last night. So I was up till like 4 in the morning. Mm. So I'd been up for 40 hours, roughly, when I finally did go to bed. Ugh. And then I was up at 8. What? I'm getting into Dragon Con mode. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're, yeah you gotta, you got to get prepped for Dragon Con. Yeah. It's going to be, what, lots of alcohol and no sleep. Zay, why did your camera just go green? Oh, never mind. It's fixed itself. It's on. Be quiet. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're apparently, we're apparently for the fourth week in a row, the colder than America. So, take that for what you will. Yeah. See, now Zay's got a point in the complete opposite direction to find me. Because <laughs> I went from being northwest over to being southeast. Now you're that way. Yeah. Instead of that way. Yeah. And in a weird twist of irony... Somebody that I'm going to see do a show at Dragon Con this weekend is in Colorado Springs tonight doing a show. And I think it's at Colorado College. Really? Yeah, Brian Brushwood is in town tonight. Um, not a name I'm familiar with. One of the hosts of um, NSFW, um, a magician. More specifically, a bizarre magician. Okay. Really cool show. Nice. And a funny bitch too. Oh, I didn't know he was yeah, in Colorado Springs today. The more you know. Yeah, they actually they actually recorded this week's show last night because of that. Ah. Oh yeah, that's the other thing is, I was sitting there at two o'clock. Going, crap! I'm not back at the hotel. I gotta, I gotta get home from the. Po- oh, wait a minute. Thirty, <laughs> not two thirty. Yes, the time, the time. No, here it's finally actually not rained today and yesterday. And we First actually day, do, no rain. They sent us. Her reign, which we are forever grateful for. So thank you for that. Yeah, they they apparently had a bunch of rain in Atlanta up until about three or four days ago. Yeah. And they just been rain and rain and rain, so this is like their first good streak. 
You brought the um, ray of sunshine into Atlanta. Oh. I did go check out World of Coca-Cola today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, tried, you know, at the end they have all of their little soda, you know, their brands from around the world. Yeah. Um, there was, there is one, it was on the... What they do is they've got they've got machines grouped by so they've got like a set of machines that have Asia, a set that's Europe, a set that's Africa. Um, honestly, the Africa stuff was all pretty good. Wow. They actually had don't put as much crap in it. Um, they had they had a soda that tasted like a pina colada. Ugh. If you I like pina coladas, then don't do fake coconuts. Fake coconut just makes me gag. I spent too much uh, time in Hawaii. Do, do you love making love at midnight? I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I knew it. I saw that one coming. As soon as it said pina colada, and you said, do you like pina colada? I'm like, uh-oh. But, um, no, there is, on the European fountain, there's this thing, there's something called Beverly. And it comes out looking like Sprite, but it is the most vile. What is it called again? Beverly. Beverly. The name of the drink. It is the I'm most drinking. vile thing I have ever drunk in my life. <laughs> I don't like anybody named Beverly, so the drink I'd avoid the drink anyway. Well, you got Beverly Hills, and then I because that can't sucks as even. well. I can't even describe the flavor. It was so bad. Not good. Gag-inducing is about the only thing I could do to describe the flavor. Wow. Um, but... Hold on a second. Let me go grab something real quick. Meanwhile, I sit here sniffling because all of our rain for, like, two months straight yeah. has, uh, we think it's caused a, uh, um, mold and mildews that we're uh, not used to. Oh, yeah. Well, we have, our, our humidity is usually, like, 2%. Talk, Doug. What is that? Just, a you World. get a special edition bottle. Yeah, it's a World of oh. Coca-Cola. Oh, Sweet. Nice. So, little eight-ounce shooter. They also had Mexican Coke. I've had Mexican Coke. We get that here a lot. Yeah. We get in the glass bottles. I didn't buy it because they were selling it for $2 a bottle at the World of Coca-Cola when I can get it in Alaska for 99 cents. Ha-ha. <laughs> 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 that, yeah, that makes sense. They used sugar in the Mexican instead of uh, uh, bleach sugar. Yeah, it's like a Pepsi throwback or Mountain Dew throwback. Yeah, they use cane sugar instead but, uh, of But it's good. Whoop. I want to get more if I can get it. Uh, of course, I'm a Dr. Pepper. It was uh, it was a pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. it was fun. Um, and at the end they have the uh, I don't know if, I don't know. If, well, I know they don't have them in Alaska. I don't know if they have. I'm sure they have them in Colorado. I don't know about Australia. The freestyle machines. 
where it's a fountain machine, but instead of the individual nozzles, it's a giant touch drink. Yeah, okay. and you can add like your drinking coke, add cherry to it, or Dr. Uh, yeah, they have like they have a cherry. You hit the coke button, and then there's coke. Cherry Coke, Vanilla Coke, Cherry Vanilla Coke, Cherry Lime Coke, Lime Coke, Orange Coke. Yeah. Um, so I played around with that. I had an awesome. orange, mellow, yellow, which yeah. is amazing. Um, and then I tried an orange, I tried a, what was it, a grape Sprite? What? Or a cherry Sprite. Yeah, because it just mixes everything right there for you. Wow. Alright, sold. It's I'm moving sweet. to America. There, you've sold me. <laughs> yeah, I no. love those machines, and I wish we had them in Alaska, but they'll probably never have them up there. No. They've got some here in the uh, the Noodles and Companies. Uh, I know what that is. Noodles and Companies, for Dale's benefit. Um, it's Fast food noodles, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not fast fast food, yeah. and they are really good. We have them here too, so well, not that brand, but you know the same sort of yeah, same concept. Same, same concept. <sighs> Might have some for lunch actually. That sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna do some just generic running around. Generic running um, around. Tomorrow night, I've got um, going over to somebody who lives in town is having a little pre-con party. So I'll be going to that and having fun. The oh yes, the vodka bottle did survive the flight. Awesome. Um, probably because I wrapped the shit out of it with bubble wrap and then put it inside clothes and then stuff that right in the center of my bag. You well, don't want the vodka bottle you don't want the vodka bottle to get damaged. No. Well I actually have some wine bottle carriers that's actually a foam neoprene uh, just container tubes just for water for wine bottles. Yeah. And it carries anything in that shape which is really good because I have some rather expensive alcohols up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that that vodka is not cheap, and can't get it down here. So cheap vodka, bad. <laughs> yeah. Cheapest vodka I ever saw. Um, this is when I was going to college. Um, back in, I went to college in Kentucky for a year, and. The guy that was my roommate at the time comes in one night with this gallon plastic jug of Monarch vodka. Oh. Now, to give you an idea of how cheap this shit is, one, it comes in a plastic one-gallon jug. <laughs> yeah. And it only cost, and it only cost eight bucks. <laughs> nice. Well, damn. That's when you get drunk before you start drinking it so you don't taste it. That is quality right is, there. No, there was it's nothing. Quality, it's there was it's nothing quantity, quality it's about quantity that. over quality. Much like us. Much like us. Show title. <laughs> anyway. 
Yeah, but um, yeah, you you just don't you you know friends don't let friends buy cheap vodka. Just don't do it. If you're letting your friends buy cheap ass vodka like that, you ain't their friend. No. Not at or you're just a really, 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 really cheap drunk. Or just a bad, yeah, bad person. Oh, well, you should, you should, you should turn. You know what you should do? You should surrender your ability to drink if you think that shit's any good. Yeah, just hand in your drinking license. It's fine. Yeah. Your, yes, turning your drinking license and give me your share of the booze. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Hey, we have a show to do, apparently. We do. We do. We do? What? Sounds like yeah. a question. <laughs> We're just not hanging out here. We just haven't been live for the last 20 minutes. Uh, one person that we don't want them to hand in their license, it's Tweaked Audio. Tweaked Audio make a wide range of headphones and headsets designed to fit every need. They come in seven styles and colors, both mic'd and non-mic versions are available. Tweaked Audio designs all its products to make music and talk sound great and include a noise reduction design to ensure you can listen to what you want, when you want to. All products are designed for durability, compatible with iPhones, iPods, Android devices, and MP3 players. Do they still make those things? Those things still yes. are thing. Really? Yes. Alright, quick derail. I have not seen an MP3 player that is not an iPod lately. Oh, this, um, Best Buy here in the States. You go in there, and they've got these little 4 gigabyte Samsung and Sony and, and like, off brands like Oinko, GVX, you know, and they're like, and this, yeah, it's like a four gigabyte, you know, crappy flash. It's basically, it's basically an eight gigabyte, you know, SD card, super glued into a box with a little tiny screen, and they're charging ninety bucks for it. There you go, profits. Um, they suck, but, but... some people like them. I think it's because days. Crazy. Crazy. Um, if you want a third off shipping of Tweaked Audio, not the crappy um, MP3 players, but if you want a third off the um, earbuds, these awesome earbuds, go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code GEEK down in Colorado. Thanks, Tweaked Audio, for their support of this here program. Alrighty. I continue talking by um, introducing this first topic. New York Times got hacked. Again. Again? Still? Again. The New York Times... I Really? Is this like the... Oh, yeah, the second time in two weeks. Huh. You think they'd have beefed up their security between then and now? Uh, no. <laughs> no, because they outsourced it to Microsoft. Ah, ha, ha. More on that later. <laughs> um, yeah, the New York Times website went down for the second time in two weeks on Tuesday, not today, after what the newspaper suspects was an attack by hackers. Really? Really? Anyway. The site stopped working uh, for a large swath of visitors. They received an internal server error message instead. 
the Saran Electronic Army. Ugh, that sounds horrible. And looking down, the E and the O are green. I don't. What, what's that about? I don't even know. Yeah, Syrian Electronic Army. Yeah, a hacker group that supports. Yeah, yeah, and it showed their logo, which is kind of stupid, but yeah, whatever. Well. So a lot of people are eagle looks stupid. It's just all in a matter of perspective. I can see the reasoning behind every single item in that except the anchor. <laughs> what's, what's the anchor there uh, for? What are the wings I, there for? Freedom. Uh -huh. Generally wings uh, represent freedom. Yeah, they're anchoring but down the freedom, I guess. The anchor, the anchor throws me a bit. I don't quite understand it, but, no, this, I, <sighs> the anchor, they're here to stay, like, they're not moving, like, is that what's got to do with it, I guess? I don't, I don't know, but there, I, where's the ocean near Syria? <laughs> is there one? Um, I think the closest would be, um, Actually, off the coast of Lebanon and Israel. Oh. Not in Syria. Not in Syria. So, what the f is the anchor for? Anyway. <laughs> I digress. It's all symbology. It's all symbology. Yada yada. But uh, no, I. I agree with you. Like, why? Why wouldn't they beef up the security after the first time? Not just that, but. I don't think they actually have the the technology I, like that because it doesn't have an effect. And I'm not sure that they actually the way this article reads, I'm not sure that they actually hijacked the New York Times itself. They just because the website. Well, it, it says the stop the site stopped working for a large swath of visitors. Not all. Not all. Right, not all. So, I think that they didn't actually hack the New York Times. What they did is they hacked a DNS record. New York NYTimes.com. Let's see what I got. Yeah, because, you know, if you're in Europe, you're on different DNS servers than you are in the U.S. or in, you know, South America. So, I think it was a DNS. I think that they poisoned the DNS record. And I don't think it was them. It was probably somebody or, uh, anonymous. Local? No, anonymous won't do it. <laughs> anonymous will claim that in a in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would. Anonymous will be like, we did this. Yeah, they'll claim anything if you if you let them. Uh, yeah, they'll be like, we did this. Go us. Yeah. But yeah. It, it really sounds more like a DNS poisoning than an actual attack on the New York Times itself. But I think it was someone more local, like U.S. based, because the the quality of internet our guys have over there is beyond crappy. Um, their quality of internet, I don't think they could do something like that quite so effectively with the time it would take to make it happen. I think someone over here. Who, who sympathizes or is one of them 
may have done it, but even if they didn't, if somebody's using blaming using them for the blame in the long run. They're saying it's the SEA, not even if it isn't, it doesn't matter. Everyone's already on uh, Syria for their uh, chemical bombing. Yeah. So and this just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah. It also could have been Russian hackers too. It's a possibility. Because yeah. it notice that it doesn't it, it the the Syrian Electronic Army is a group that supports the, the Syrian president. It doesn't actually say that they're actually a Syrian organization. Right. Yeah. So it could be, and given that you know Russia's kind of dragging their foot through the mud, trying to block everybody on this one, um, it could very easily be Russian. But, okay, reading down here, the Times experienced a wide outage earlier this month which affected its website as well as its internal mail server. Email server, sorry. Right, but that was... The key here the, that makes this one different is that this only affected some users. Ah. This didn't affect everybody. Okay. If it was if it was a server side issue, then it would have affected everybody. Right. So the fact that it's only a large swath. So the question is, what's you know, how is how is this group? You know, how is the not working group accessing it differently than the working group? Yeah. And DNS records are really about the only thing that would account for that. Exactly. You know, why is only this portion being directed to the internal error page? Yeah. So there's definitely... Um, there's stuff in there that isn't listed. I mean, there's, and it could be because some people they don't want to give away all the details because you know, there's an impact. Because chances are, because um, I think it's, I, I think it's ICE, Immigration Customs Enforcement that now handles stuff like that. I know that they have a whole department. Like for computer forensics now, and I think it's so. I think it falls under ICE now for investigating that type of thing. So they could very well already have an investigation going and aren't going to give out all the information. Right. Yeah, I was actually just scrambling for articles, and this is actually the only one I could find. That's a good article. That, it's that just isn't a, that isn't actually Australian politics because I know that'll send you to sleep. It sends me yeah. to sleep for crying out loud. So. Lately, I can say the same about well, U.S. politics. That, well, that also opens the big old can of worms about serious bombing, the chemical bombing. So, yeah. yeah. We're covering all the topics with one note. Kill all the birds with the one stone. And right. down under Colorado does not encourage animal cruelty. Just have to put that disclaimer there. I thought that was kind of made clear last week with the cat dog thing. We are yeah. never talking about that again, ever. 
That is not. Yeah, a- that there was nowhere to there was nowhere good to go from that article. Nowhere. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just there's nowhere to go from here because we've actually just mentioned the article. Right. Right. Well, onward to more foo bars. Yeah, speaking of yeah. foo bobs. Well, going from something that's been hacked to something that's going to be hacked. Um, Microsoft announced today that Windows 8.1 and Windows RT 8.1 have been finally released to manufacture and are now being delivered to OEM partners for a October 18th launch. Now, here's where it gets weird. Normally, what Microsoft has done in the past is, you know, they put out the beta. You know, they put like a closed beta, and they do like a developer preview and then a customer preview. Mm -hmm. And then they go OEM, and then there's like an early access, like a release preview or release candidate of of the new OS. They've done this going all the way back to Windows XP, XP 64-bit, Vista 7, and so on. But they're not releasing a preview for 8.1. Which brings up the question, what the hell are they hiding? They're trying to avoid being told that things don't work. Have you seen how many people who have... uh, have eight are complaining. Sorry. I'm playing with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry, go on. No, no they, the amount of people they had complained about eight. And the amount of people they had saying, I'm going to just reformat back to seven. The, <laughs> that... I'm just going to go back to 7 because 8 sucks. Right. It still does. All 8.1 is is cosmetic differences. Yeah, then we I mean, move into then we move into customer appeal and if does if it does appeal to the customer or not, which is you know. 8 doesn't. Well. Yeah, but the th- the thing is you know, we're talk we're just over two months out from release. And you know, it they've you know, why all of a sudden are you changing what you've done in the past? I mean, they released a consumer preview. But again, that's just the preview. It's not the final build. So if you're a developer you can't even develop for the final version because you're not even going to have access to know what exactly it contains until it goes live. Right. From a development standpoint, um, I know... I mean, you go look at Apple, for example. They announced you know, OS 10 Mavericks at WWDC in June... And that day, the first preview comes out. It's now on previews. It's now on six. But the thing is, is they've you know they announce it. They've you know they announce it's coming. They've got the preview ready. 
Yeah, which is what it should. Right. You know, and they do it for iOS as well because they understand that whether, you know, regardless of whether it's a desktop OS or a mobile OS, they understand that without apps that support it and work with it at launch, you're dead in the water. Yeah, because it's pointless. Well, sort of. And a consumer preview generally is, you know, in most cases, it's virtually feature complete. But there's usually one or two changes on an architectural level or a background level that might make a program that you write based on that build Mm. not work at all in release. So it, it, and it almost sounds, I mean, basically what they've said is, if you're an OEM, you've got a head start to, to make your crapware to add on, to, to put on those computers to bloat the OS. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure they've got access to it. They're probably going to go share it with McAfee, Symantec, Kaspersky, you know, whoever they partner up with for that bundled, Junkware. A bundled junkware. So they're gonna, they're gonna be the ones that get the advantage, but everybody else is gonna be left in the lurch until release. Um. Now, now I, I kind of wonder if this might be part of the reason why Balmer's on his way out the door. Finally. What do you mean? Balmer is gone within a year. Well, yeah. I know that. Well, the problem is... With the entire lifespan of Windows 8, Windows, you know, Windows Phone, you know, these current... Microsoft has basically been saying all along, essentially, we're going to do it this way, you're going to like it. Because we say so. You know, they go and Mm -hmm. they make a classic desktop mode with big-ass quotation marks that only looks like its predecessors. It doesn't work like its predecessors. It doesn't even have a functional start menu. You know, and, you know, people people complain about it, complain about it, and they're just like, Oh, it's okay. It'll sell lots of copies. It'll sell lots of copies. You know, and then it goes live, and then people are like, screw this, I'm downgrading. Yeah, or I'm well, just going to build a computer. Because computers are being auto-sold with it installed already. With, it, uh, with it's installed, right. Yeah. If, if it wasn't pre-installed, the user base would be a, lot a tenth of what it is now. Yeah. yeah. Easily a tenth. Because the problem that the problem that Microsoft put itself into, and they clearly don't understand it, because they're still pushing this Windows 8 garbage, this interface. They're bringing back a quote-unquote start menu in 8.1, but it's not a real. It's still not a true start menu. It's like. Instead of just throwing up a button that says start and then, and then going you know, to this that is like, tile you know, interface. 
That's not a stop menu. The tile, no, the tile interface has been there since A, but when you go into Closet Desktop, there's a Start menu. You pop it up, and it has nothing that the old Start menus at at all. Boo. Boo. Like, it doesn't even... So this new one's like, oh, well, we're going to make it kind of sort of look like the Vista 7 Start menu, but it's not. it's still not going to work the same way. And the reason... Yeah, but the the problem is is that Microsoft still has its head in the sand, right. and they still don't understand that people don't want that interface. Yeah, I use I'm using Windows 8 right now, which is probably why it crashed before going live. But that's a different story. Um, but any start menu at the moment would be better than nothing. I literally have to go into my documents if I want to search for a program or anything that isn't on my desktop or anything at all that is not on my desktop because that's how it works without the start menu. Okay, that just sucks. I don't want, I just don't want to go into my file directory, have to go search through my file directory for one thing that I want. You know. And Maybe it's the my other file part. organization that I need to scratch up yeah. on, but, you know, still. I have to do it for programs, here's, so... Right, and here's the other problem. The tiled interface was designed for touch first. Yeah. was never designed for keyboard and mouse. Oh, it works for... T it, it could work for the touch. I'm, no, I'm this, not disagreeing with that. This is like... And Square, Square, Square Enix has done this twice now. Um, with both Final Fantasy XI and the original version of Final Fantasy XIV. They built it for the, for console first, and when they ported it to PC, they made it basically so that unless you played with a controller, it was the most clusterfuck of a play mode ever. Like, you, you had to literally, you're running around the world, you come across a mob to fight. You had to go from walking around mode to combat mode before you could fight. Right. And then when you finished the fight, you had to go back into walking around mode to walk again. You also couldn't even friggin' jump. You know, which is like something every MMO has now. You know, even that Lego MMO that went nowhere had jump in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. So, you know, the, now, they fixed that with the Final Fantasy Reborn, the one that dropped officially today, but they can't keep up with... Now their problem is they can't keep up with server demand. Well, that's a different issue. Yeah, it's an issue they knew about in the fourth beta a week ago and never did anything to fix. <laughs> people, people were trying to, you know, you know, since today's the launch day, you know, people are trying to create like their characters. At one point today, no North American or European servers were accepting new people. If you didn't already have a character, you couldn't get in. But it, it's that same mentality where 
you come out with something, you make it, you know, this is the way we want it to be done. And you're, you know, and you're going to have to deal with it. You're going to have to like it. It's that same mentality that Microsoft's facing right now. Right. Where's Windows, right. you know, where's Windows Phone in the marketplace? Nowhere. Where's Windows 8 in terms of the marketplace? Well, the only reason it's got the market share it does is because they're forcing it on people. Yeah. And they forced it on me, but because it was pre-installed on this computer. Yeah, I would have downgraded because you can buy, you can still buy Windows Seven OEM. I could. You can take your old disk from your old computer and use it. You still own that operating system from the old computer that is no longer functioning. It depends on how that disk is set up on the old computer. If it's a if it's a generic Windows install, yes. But a lot of them are it's custom to that model of computer. Mm. So it only has the drivers that that, that model that comes computer, with. that computer, full of that Acer, which I still have over there. So, that you know, so, you, like, so you take that disk, let's say, let's say even if you can get the OS itself to install, when you go, it won't have the drivers. Yeah. Because it'll have a different network card. It'll have a different, and it doesn't have, it doesn't have the OEM set. Or because the OEM copies of Windows have a, they have a, they have basically a big database of drivers. So it'll have your, um, can't remember Realtek drivers. It'll have your, you know, Intel drivers and stuff like that. The custom builds will just have the driver that, that computer uses. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of. I just, it, seem, it seems like Microsoft on one hand is like, well, we realize you have concerns about Windows 8, and we did some stuff you didn't like, so we're going to come out with a new version. And they come out with a new version, and really all they did is spit, shine, and polish the son of a bitch. Yeah, just because you make it shiny doesn't make it better. Yeah. Just because you're going to lay, lay glitter on something, it still could be ugly. Yeah. Glitter on shit, still shit. Yes. Glitter on, glitter on shit is still shit. This is, this, is, this is more like spraying the shit with cologne and expecting people to magically say, oh, I like it now. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know, this, this whole thing, and then they, but for Microsoft to sit there and say, we're not going to release, you know, the RTM, or what they call release candidate, except to OEMs this time. It's It almost makes it sound like, well, we know what they're afraid of. They're afraid of the backlash that they got for eight. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. They're afraid of the negative um, Because backlash. there are people at Microsoft, to this day, blame that negative publicity and that negative coverage from everyone you know that that's why Windows 8 hasn't gained more steam. it's not because of what they did to the OS it's because of what people said about it because they refused they refused to admit I mean how long did it take for them to admit that they screwed up Windows up a Vista 
God. When was Vista released? 2007? No, earlier Something than that. But it's it's just that same level of it's it's a return to this. This is what we're releasing, and you're gonna like it. It's the exact same thing that happened with Windows 8. As far as the Microsoft mentality, but you can slap lipstick on a pig; it's still a pig. <laughs> That's what this is. This is slapping lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Uh, January thirtieth, two thousand seven. Well, you know if they if you slap lipstick on a sheep, that just makes her a girlfriend. <laughs> what? If you slap oh, lip- don't act. If you slap lipstick don't. on a man, it's still a man. I guess. Is this where we're going with this? No. Come on, come on, Australia. You 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 know your British and Scottish history, and you got New Zealand right next to you. We don't talk about that, alright? Okay, can we just... We don't talk about New Zealand. And, and yet, you yeah, didn't catch the sheep reference? Yeah. Nope. Okay. Moving on. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. On the more positive things-ish, for the most part. Um... The soldier admits to being to sucking as a civilian. He uh, did several jobs. He came out of the um, the military. Uh, did a handful of jobs, and then uh, said, "I'm I can't do this." He says, uh, "A battle occurred a year after Carter enlisted in the army. He's been a marine." From 1998 to 2003, after that he bounced from job to job, movie theater manager, tow truck driver, nursing assistant, to name a few, before he rejoined. He says, I sucked at being a civilian. I had a job where I had no real purpose. I was showing up doing, I was just showing up doing the same thing over and over again. He becomes the fifth living recipient to be awarded the Medal of Honor for Actions in Iraq or Afghanistan. Seven medals have been awarded posthumously. I was pleasantly surprised, but I wasn't shocked, said the retired first sergeant, Jonathan G. Hill, who was Carter's platoon sergeant at the outpost. In my heart, I knew deep down inside it was going to happen eventually, because knowing what he went through and knowing the extraordinary circumstances that he and everyone else faced, Hill told the Army News Service, I couldn't be prouder. Now, he went in and saved... I don't, I don't know how many of his platoon members. Um, however, he has uh, survivor's guilt. He couldn't save the other eight. Eight of them died. And he feels guilty, like he should have been able to do more. Mind you, he was doing all of this under heavy gunfire and armor, armory coming down on his, over his head. And... Here, President Obama, President Barack Obama presented Army Staff Sergeant Carter the Medal of Honor for the gallantry shown on October 3, 2009, when he faced death multiple times to assist comrades during a fierce firefight with Taliban insurgents. Eight U.S. soldiers were killed when combat outpost Keating was ambushed, making it one of the deadliest battles for the Americans in the Afghan war. 
two dozen more were injured. A seven-page Army narrative on his heroics detailed how Carter, then a specialist, sprinted across open fields to fetch ammo for others, killed insurgents, and risked his life to recover the mortally wounded comrade who was pinned down by enemy, enemy fire and crying out, help me please. He did all this while under heavy small arms fire and indirect fire that lasted more than six hours. This, this guy, he admits he has gone and gotten help for this because he's got PTSD. Who wouldn't after something like that? He doesn't believe he deserves the medal. He urges other soldiers to get help, which is something that most of them don't do simply because they think that it makes them... Uh, Weak. They think trying to get help because they're uh, they're cause they're they're experiencing issues makes them weak, and that is just it's ridiculous. Mm. Um, Carter, now stationed near Seattle, didn't escape the battle unscathed. He has permanent hearing loss and ringing in his left ear from a grenade blast. Counseling and his family helped him cope with the guilt that he couldn't save more lives. <clears throat> he says, alone time to reflect and remember is also therapeutic. That helps me get through the day so I don't just randomly have a severe flashback to where I'm trying to choke back tears in the middle of the highway driving home. You have to plan for stuff like that. He literally has to plan when he's going to have a breakdown. He doesn't avoid a breakdown. He doesn't deny it. He doesn't just push it away. But he plans it so he can deal with it. Instead of just losing his shit on his family one day, he deals with it. He wants to use his time in the spotlight to encourage fellow service members also to seek behavioral health assistance for post-traumatic stress disorder. It's an issue he believes would be a Lot let, would be less of a stigma if it were just called post-traumatic stress. When they think disorder, they think chemical imbalance or whatever. I believe it's your body and mind's natural reaction to something really bad happening. It, it remembers and helps you remember so you can avoid the situation. Anxiety, flashbacks, flinching, stuff like that. It's all your body and mind telling you something bad in the ha happened in the past and it doesn't want it to happen again. Yeah, he, uh, Obama applauded Carter's willingness to go public about his post-traumatic stress. The pres president then had a candid message for other veterans and troops struggling with mental health issues. Look at this man. Look at this soldier. Look at this warrior. <clears throat> and sinuses. He's as tough as they come, and if he can find the courage and the strength to not only seek help, but also to speak out about it, to take care of himself and stay strong, then so can you. Um, kind of irrelevant to the topic, but a military investigation later blamed command failures for putting American troops in that vulnerable position at Keating, an isolated outpost whose closure had been repeatedly delayed. Carter and 52 other soldiers were outnumbered almost 8 to 1, but managed to defend the post from being overrun. 
Mm. I mean, this guy, this guy is dealing with PTSD, and he accepts a medal for doing something massively heroic, and he's out there telling people, "Step up, get help." Right. And he's still dealing with trauma. But he's still telling people, step up, get help. That, to me, is just amazing. It, it is. really is. It really is. Did we lose Doug? He's still here. He's here. Ah. Yeah, your little green bar thingy below your picture didn't move at all, so. It's because you were talking. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying not to interrupt. There you go. Yeah, that that was that's just an amazing article. I saw that and I'm like, that's it. I was gonna post an article. I don't even remember what it was. You're not. You weren't little... gonna post another dog cat one, were you? Please tell me that's not what you were gonna do. What? You weren't gonna post another dog cat one. That's not something you were no, gonna no. do. No, it was fluff though. It wasn't actual. Actual news, yeah. Yeah, it was just fluff, and I saw that, and I'm like, bingo. Bingo. Now, that that amazes me. The soldiers who can say, yes, I am damaged by this. I'm getting help. You should, too. That, to me, is amazing. Because most soldiers, regardless of gender, most soldiers see getting help as being weak. They can't handle it themselves, so they're weak, which is wrong. So, yeah. Me and my sniffling with the allergies and the mold and the That's okay. horrible stuff in the air. Hey, there's so much you can do about that. No, I just thought that was an awesome article. Yeah, we do encourage people to get, to actually go get help. As well. Yeah, if if any kind of trauma, I mean, you don't have to be a soldier to have to to have post traumatic stress. I mean, it could be anything. People who are dealing with the fires, that's trauma. You don't even have to have lost your home to be one of those who who are affected by the fires. And, and if you're having issues dealing with life because of, of something that's happened to you, find help. Period. I don't care what party, what, what position you hold, what position you don't hold. There are low-cost clinics. There are some who will even help you for free. If you've got issues, get help. Plain. And he's awesome for standing up there while he's getting the medal and saying, get help. Oh. Anywho. Anywho. Holy... Well, I'm not saying that out loud. Alright. Fuck balls. Fuck balls. <laughs> okay. Whoa, that is a lot of photos. Sweet. 
You do have an external hard drive with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you do have, yeah. Um, you do have a place no, to put these photos. I, I don't have an external hard drive with me. I have two. Ah, I don't have one. I have two. Awesome. And, and, well, we'll get into the what we're doing. I'll go into that a little bit more detail. Okay, what have we been doing? I'll be really quick then, because I'm famous for that. Um, I got a haircut uh, yesterday. I, it wasn't really much of a haircut. I just needed a, a tidy up. Tidy up. Tidy up. Uh, I went out for drinks on Sunday night. I was invited uh, with a few friends to go out, so I, you know, decided, oh, fuck it, I'm going out. Just, just because, Dale, Dale, the Minute Man. Minute Man. Because you got the day off. Because, no, yeah, Sunday, Sundays are normally my day off. But I'll get to that. Uh, finally, after a lot of months of, you know, working my ass off, work has finally slowed down a bit. It's just, it's been hectic. And they've actually, I've only got four shifts this week. They have rostered me off my huge seven-hour gigantic face Saturday night where I run around and do everyone's job for them, which is nice. So on Saturday night, I will be actually going out to an 18th birthday party that I got invited to. One of my good friends is turning 18, finally. So um, going out for that, that'll be fun. Really looking forward to that. It's it's going to be a blast. Cool. And that's on Saturday. Uh, and we're heading into the fun part of the university time where I got to write papers and exams and stuff for midterm. So that's going to be fun. He's going to. In other words, he's got to actually do work now. I've actually got to do shit. What the fuck is this? Whereas up here, whereas here in the states, some people have already gone back to school. Some are getting ready to go back to school. Well, out here, uh, most of them are going back already. Yeah. Um, I know in Anchorage, they started back last Thursday. Right. Um, Tennessee, depending on where you are in Tennessee, they started either two weeks ago, last week, or this week. Just not all the schools do them at the exact same time. Um I've got some friends in California whose their kids all went back today. Today was our first day. Or was it yesterday? No, yeah, it was this week. So, yes, yeah, so they're just now getting back into school, so they're still in the, all right, remember, this is school. This is how you do it. <laughs> and Dale's here already, you know, midterms. Midterms, oh, yes. Fuck, doing shit. Yeah, it's weird. After five weeks, I'm still in holiday mood. Holiday mode, sorry, not holiday mood. Well, both. Same thing. Same difference. <laughs> but yeah. Mount Scary Large, and that's all I've been doing. So, Doug, I want to hear about your 700 photos. Okay, so I went down, went downtown today, went to uh, Centennial Olympic Park, which is where they had a lot of the stuff for the Atlanta Olympics. Uh, went to the Georgia Aquarium, went to World of Coca-Cola, and I was just taking photos. You know, I wasn't paying attention. I think the last time I looked at 
the thing on the camera, it said 157 photos. <laughs> it was the last time I actually paid attention to what it said on the camera. I just plugged the card into my camera, and I had 658 photos <laughs> to copy over. Wow. So clearly I was taking a lot more. A, that means I was taking a lot more photos than I realized, and B... That memory card holds a shit ton. It holds a shit ton of photos. Yeah. Of course, I'm using 32 gig cards, so. Yeah. And you've, and you've yeah. got an external hard drive to actually. Um, but, um, yeah, well, my. Uh, too, but, you know, store them. Yeah, my photo library is already on an external. Oh, I see why it's so many. Why? It's because I've got the the camera set so that it does a RAW and a JPEG. Oh. <laughs> so it's actually giving me both versions. Oh. Which is fine. That doesn't bother me a whole lot. So um, you only have, what, 300 photos? I suppose that's still a fair chunk amount. Yeah. But I, and that doesn't include the videos because I shot some video. Oh, yeah. Um, so, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, there's a lot of things that all aquariums have in common, but there's a lot of things that, you know, are different from aquarium to aquarium. Um, the Georgia Aquarium has albino alligators. Which are really unique looking. They are unique um, looking, aren't they? Yeah. Um, dolphins. They actually have a dolphin. They actually have they have a dolphin tank that you can see from the aquarium side. That opens up into a separate side tank that's used for their dolphin show. So. Um, They've got they've got penguins like every aquarium has now, but they've got a couple of places where you can actually kind of crawl underneath the exhibit and pop up into like a plexiglass dome. Mm. You know, so you're like at eye level with the penguins. They've got some of those here at the uh, Denver Aquarium around where some of the fish and the starfish hang out. Yeah. I've got some, I got some really, matter of fact, I can pull this off. Oh, I have to import them first. Never mind. God. I was going to do a screen share and show one of those pictures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like. It's just weird because it was just like I got like I've got a picture of like the penguins turned sideways like and he's like this far he's like six inches from the camera. Cool. I love penguins. Uh, penguins are cute. Yeah. yeah. And part of that today was just as much kind of a so I'm using a different camera than I did last year. So Part of this was was also just as much just kind of a real shakedown of the camera. You know, 
figuring out what works with it, what doesn't, you know, how it's different from the other one. Yeah, testing. Um, Trial and error. Yeah, because I'm not gonna have I'm not gonna have time to do a bunch of testing come Dragon Con because it's gonna be. Then you will have six hundred. The term Hellenist. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, it'd be more than that. Per hour. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> oh, so, so speaking of, so here's my camera setup for this year because I ran into problems last year with you know, battery dying, using up all the space on the cart. Okay. So this year, what I've got is I've got my digital SLR with two batteries, four 32-gigabyte cards. Whoa. And I have a small point-and-shoot that I got on clearance at Best Buy for 50 bucks. Also with a second battery and four 16-gig cards. Nice. I think you're all set. Plus my phone. Just a I came prepared Just a this prepared. year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was what I spent most of the day today doing. So, I was, you know, and I was, so I was, I was outside because I was walking around Centennial Park. Um, they have, um, don't know how to describe, it, it's, they call it an all-ages playground. Um, really, cool, really cool playground. And it's got, a, you know, it's got the big sign with the rules, right? The first rule on the sign is all adults must be accompanied by a child. <laughs> no, no fire. No fun. No fun. Let us, uh, let us, so I proceeded, I proceeded to go onto the playground anyways, <gasps> fully intended, if anybody brought up that rule to me, to say, well, I'm a child at heart, so that counts. No. Oh. I, I have an inner child, screw off. Right. Yep. But, um, really, and I didn't realize the way... The way that everything was last year, because, you know, I was, you know, first year, and there was a football game that went on while I was here that I went to and all this stuff, I didn't realize, really, that the Con Hotels, Centennial Olympic Park, Georgia Dome are just really, like, close as hell to each other. Mm -hmm. I could have probably walked from Centennial Olympic Park up a hill to the con hotels in 10 to 15 minutes. Right. Um, it looks but, like you're spending more time outside than most. Um, you I'm taking full Yeah. Of course I am. Well, Although I haven't really been sweating. A lot, a lot of condors don't shower. Although they do sweat. Oh, the problem at Dragon Con is that even if you do shower, like at 8 a.m., it gets so hot in those hotels that, like, literally, the AC can't keep up with the number of people. Yeah, too many bodies. Too many bodies. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, last year they had, I think they said the number, the 
current card official number was right around 52,000 people last year. Um, I've seen estimates, predictions of 60,000 this year. No. Now, one event, now one difference is that they've moved the vendors into a separate building this year. Mm -hmm. uh, in the past, they've always been in like the big exhibit halls in one of the hotels. Yeah. So by moving them across the street, you, it's going to do two things. One is it's going to alleviate some of that traffic in the hotels themselves. But more importantly, it's going to to a certain it's going to uh, but more importantly for me I'm in a con hotel this year so if I need to go take a shower in the middle of the day I just go off the elevator done yeah that, that makes it so sense. I have that advantage um and then, so the flight, so like I, was, like I said earlier, like the planes boarded, left, arrived early. It was the weirdest damn thing. Um, but when I'm in Salt Lake, you know, I'm in the Salt Lake City Airport, and I've got, <laughs> I, I've got my long layover because I prefer long layovers. Because I prefer to be able to go to the bathroom, sit down and eat, go to the Sky Club and have a drink or two. You know, I hate running from gate to gate with a passion. Um, but I'm, I'm in the, I'm at the gate for the flight to Atlanta, and I, I see a couple, I see a couple of Mormon missionaries standing up by the ticket counter. No big deal. It's Salt Lake City. And then I look around, and I see more, and more, and then some more. And, oh, look, there's seven more over there. <laughs> Come to find out, because one of them sat next to me on the flight to Atlanta. Well, of course, by, by probability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was like in the, like the uh, economy comfort seats, which are the ones with a little bit extra leg room right by the door of the plane. So I'm so I'm getting on the plane, and I can see them all coming in. You know, and you, you can tell them because they've all got the name badges. Mm. You know, Elder Davis, Elder Smith, Elder Brown, other you know. There was at least forty <sighs> on this flight. All and they're all going to Argentina for a year and a half mission. They are going to be miserable. Yeah. There it was a it was a it was a female I was sitting next to and she was perfect she was perfectly nice and you know, we kinda started talking and stuff on the plane. Um but it was just weird to see that many on the plane. I've seen one or two, you know, smaller groups before, but I've never seen that many. I, I it was there was actually so many. I actually honestly wondered if it would have been cheaper for them to charter a flight. Probably. 
Probably, but it would have been against Tenet to be that selfish. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, totally unexpected, and that could have it could have been so much worse than it was. Yeah, because it, it was just kind of it wound up being kind of amusing, but rather than annoying, get me off this plane before I kill myself. Yeah. Which could have easily happened. Well, at least you well. You did sit next to a, a nice Mormon, so you, you, imagine if you didn't, ooh, that would make you want to kill somebody. Imagine yeah. if it was one of those preachy converty ones. See, that's, see, that's what I fully <laughs> expected. You fully that expected fu- that? Nice. I fully expected to have somebody try to convert me on the flight. Wait, how long is the flight? Um, about three hours and 40 minutes from Salt Lake oh. Jeez. That was my short flight. But still, it's four and three a half hours, hour. 40 minutes of converty time is no fun for anyone. No, it's not. Um, but there was... So that was just kind of the interesting part of the flight. Um, you know, obviously I'm in town for Dragon Con. And to my knowledge, no podcast yet have done have actually done anything with somebody from Atlanta yeah for this year's dragon Con. obviously they've done it in the past but so I think we're actually the first ones to have somebody in place for oh. dragon Con. whoa so, which means we can finally say we're number one we're at number one we're at number one sorry so but, um, you know, it's just kind of funny. Um, oh, this is the other thing. It is actually harder to get into the Georgia Aquarium or the World of Coca-Cola than it is the goddamn airport. <laughs> you have to submit your backpack, bag, purse for inspection. Yep. Go through a metal detector and then get wanded. For both of them. Yep. They, uh, they take it seriously. And I've never seen that in any other aquarium. Haven't seen, I've never saw it at Monterey. I've never seen it at Tennessee Aquarium or the Ripley's Aquarium or the Baltimore Aquarium or the Seward Sea Life Center, which they try to call an aquarium when it's really just a glorified research lab. Hey, research labs are good. It's almost amusing in the case of Seward because it's like everybody knows it's a research lab except for them. So they're having fun and they're doing research and that's what matters. To find a way to coexist with the oceans instead of just using those dumping grounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and come to find out, Georgia Aquarium is partnered with the Seward Sea Life Center on something. Mm-hmm. I saw that, that sign today, and I was like, whoa. I mean, but that's, you know, really, really, this is, for me, this is just kind of my, you know, adjust to the time, reacclimate myself to the weather, get ready for Dragon Con is really what I'm doing right now. The real... 
shenanigans don't start until Thursday. And oh yes, there will be shenanigans. There will be shenanigans. Yeah, you can mark that in stone. There will be shenanigans. Oh, I'm sure. Um, look at you know so. You know, I've I've started pre-gaming. Um, this work it worked for me last year because I honestly don't drink all that much anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll drink here, I'll drink there, but you know, I I could buy a six pack of beer and it sits in the fridge for six months before I finish it. Um, but I did this last year. Um, Slightly different because I wasn't in Atlanta right before Dragon Crash. I drove down that Thursday of. Yeah. But the night before, I went down to the hotel restaurant, had some food and some beer, you know, just to kind of, you know, trip that back on. Yeah. And it was really weird because I felt that that first night I felt those beers and I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a bad weekend. But apparently that was enough to reset my tolerance, you know, and and I was also being real good about drinking water and stuff. So I made it, you know, I was averaging four hours of sleep a night during the con, but never had a hangover, never got sick, never got fall down drunk. So, so I'm, I'm going, I'm using that same mindset, but I am starting a little bit earlier this year instead of just the night before. But I'm not going. I'm not going to get in shit face. You know, I'm having a, you know, have a beer or a rum and coke or something like that, but not a ton of them. Yeah. So, because I'm goofy like that, I'd I'd rather be prepared and be able. Because if I do that, I'm more likely to actually enjoy the weekend than to be doubled over saying, "Oh my God, what the hell did I get myself into?" Um, that's about it for me. Uh, I hate getting to that point with a passion. I, that's one of the reasons why I don't go and drink all that much is I've been to that point, you know, where you kind of don't really have control and I hate it. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons, you know. You know, I, I hate being so far gone that I just have no friggin' self-control or all rational thoughts gone from my mind. I just absolutely hate that. Can't stand it. I don't blame you. It's it's not a comfortable feeling. Not no. for me. I know people that love that, but it's like, okay, whatever. Whatever. Alrighty. Onwards and upwards. Zay, what have you been up to? Well... Oh, I'm so glad I was one minute man, by the way. <laughs> Very rarely heard the phrase. Um, <laughs> no, I, I've, allergies have been completely kicking my ass. I've got... If you're watching the vid, uh, our one listener who left us a nice little review... Uh, I keep dabbing my eyes because they're watering and there's nothing I can do about it. I'm taking Claritin, I'm taking Benadryl, and I'm taking 
a sinus drying med that throws me for a loop normally, but I have no choice. If I don't take the sinus drying med, I am like drippy and gross and it's all nasty. Other than that, let's see. Uh, oh, not related to the weather, but we've actually had a um, a bunch of uh, motorcycle accidents lately because people aren't paying attention to the road. Uh, work is picking up a little bit, still not enough though. Uh, Taxi tails is delayed because my my schedule and Grant's schedule and Nate's schedule right now are all off kilter because Nate uh, is now a manager of uh, Deja Vu. He became a active, active manager as of Sunday. Congratulations to him. That's so awesome. Now he, well, now he no longer has Sundays off. He got a pay bump enough to make up for the loss of tips as a DJ. Not that he was making terribly much at that point anyway. But now it's it's better. Um, we went out Sunday evening to the bingo at the bar. And our car that we got to replace the Buick that died because of rot of all the rubber died. Aww. So a friend is loaning us her car and... You know, unless Nate's name is on it, it'll run forever. Nate's name gets on it, poof, that just, just starts falling apart, I swear. We, the, the loaner we borrowed from his sister, still running like a freaking charm, aside from the gas guzzling. Uh, this this other loaner is going to run just fine for, like, ever, as long as Nate's name doesn't go on the title. <laughs> now, the new, the new Suzuki Swift uh, car we have, we think it's the fuel pump because it's doing everything but getting gas. So it's either the filter or the pump. So, yeah, that's that's the problem with that. Uh, that's about it for me. Just that we actually have not had um, rain for the past two days as opposed to rain constantly for the past two months. Which is why the allergies, I think, because the, the rain is causing, that we're not used to, is causing mold and mildew that we're not used to, so everyone is getting just slammed. Other than that, I'm on, that's me. You're one oh, you minute just, ago. You reminded me of one real quick thing. Mm -hmm. When I left Anchorage, it was 47 degrees. When I got to Atlanta, it was 88 degrees. Oh, Whoa, it's a sign of the end times. No, it's a sign that Alaska summer's over. When I get back, the leaves will probably be falling. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What happens? Alrighty. Is that going to do? Is that going to do it? Are we going to wrap this pony up in a bow? That if looks that, if, like that's it. If that's a thing that people do these days. All right. If you have any questions, topics, feedbacks, complaints, or anything at all, send your emails to downundercolorado at gmail.com or comment to our Twitter at twitter.com slash d-u-c-o show. 
All of our episodes, complete with full show notes, are over at chefwondermedia.com slash show, where you can subscribe to the podcast. You will be notified automatically whenever a new show comes out. As always, you can... No. <laughs> Sorry. Me? Yes. All right. We actually do have... We actually have a review. No, no, no. We're phone. not there yet. Back up. Oh, wait, what? As always. You As can always. <laughs> As always, you can give us a call at 719-445-6696 for the U.S. only, or 617-310-325-28 for Aussies, or Skype Dale at Chef Wonder. If you have anything cool to add. Down under Colorado are members of the Geek O and Chef Wonder Podcast Networks. Geek O can be found at geek-o.com slash chefwonder and chefwonder can be found at chefwondermedia.com. Don't forget to edit that out, by the way. What? Oh. We're now on iTunes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. And we're finally on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe there if you use iTunes. And if you like the show or even if you don't, Please leave a review and we'll read it on the show. In fact, we actually finally have one. We have a five-star review. What? Mind blown. Mind blown. Particularly that... Particularly after last week, I am blown away that we got a five-star review. OMG WTF Barbecue. Wow. Okay. All right then. It is. I can't even say this person's name. All right. Also, if you're going to leave a review, make sure you have a name that I can actually pronounce. Looks like Fashion. Fashion. I was about to say Fashion, but I was like Fashion or. It's gonna mangle that name to hell and back. It would usually be Fashion. Fashion. We'll call him Fashion for the sake of it. Uh, this show. If you got it wrong. Leave us a comment and tell us where we screwed it up. Yes, leave so us a one-star review saying that we can't say it. No, don't names. leave us a one-star review. <laughs> one-star review from the five-star reviewer. Um, no. This show, this show is a lot like The Morning Stream, hosted by Scott Johnson and Brian Ibbett, with the indie ability to shoot from the hip and say what you want. No sound bumpers being used on the show, but the hosts make a point to cover news and topics relevant to our world today. From bacon is good to you to trainees in the outback, which I'm never going to live that down, apparently. No, you're not. No, I am not. This show that you have... Uh, this is a show that you have to listen to if you consider yourself a nerd or a geek. Funny to hear Dale and his Aussie words that don't use that we don't use here in the States. For example, tops equals highs in our weather talk at the beginning of... Yeah, every episode. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for that kind review. Much appreciated. Very appreciated. Also, <laughs> we are on the YouTube at youtube.com slash DC, where you can find us as well as Rough Cuts, the music review podcast. And where you can find us individually. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash thedalecampbell. And you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash revenar underscore AIE or on my blog at jadedhunter.com. 
Um, there is going to be quite a bunch of activity on both of those this weekend. Uh, being that it's, you know, the most insane weekend of the year. You know, oh, and a little thing called Dragon Con, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, yep. I thought you were referring yeah, to but, this. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And you can find me at twitter.com slash Is there any final words of wisdom? No, okay. Uh, we'll see if you all next time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, if you're coming to Dragon Con... Go say hello. Keep, either say hello or just don't be a dick. Don't be dumb. Yeah. Follow Will Wheaton's advice, don't be a dick, and you'll have a blast. Pretty much. That's awesome. I'm so glad that we're actually the first actual, we have a correspondent in DragonCon first before anyone else. Right? That makes me so happy. All right. Never thought we'd be first at anything, oh, did you? No. But always last. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you, and we'll see you all next time. Right. I'll probably be nursing a hangover, but whatever. <laughs> Even more fun. You've been listening to a podcast of the Chef Wonder Media. For more information and other great shows, check out chefwondermedia.com. You have been listening to a part of the Geekio Podcast Network. Loud noises! Copyright 2013. Visit us at geek-io.com for all of our great shows.